So Brian from my mental download says in his most recent segment that he wants to have nuanced conversation about guns. Then his next sentence is assault rifle. Mm-hmm. No one should have a, an assault rifle. Oh, man. Yeah, well, the nuance is there is no such thing as an assault rifle unless you're talking about the German World War II Sturmwagen, however the hell they say it, which uh, literally was called an assault rifle. <laughs> but that was the German name for it. It actually wasn't a thing. There is no such thing as, as an assault anything except a person that assaults someone. So and, and so if it, and if he's using the vernacular, then you then you can't have a nuanced conversation. You're now you're using the very term that's full of the pitfalls and problems. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, it's he's saying. Uh, so then, okay, the argument is: let's say specifically, nobody needs to own an AR-15 style rifle. Okay. Well then. Nobody needs to own an automobile that goes more than 55 miles an hour. Right. I mean, we can, we can carry that one all the way down the road, you know? So you can't have a nuanced conversation about guns if you're going to use the terms assault rifle. You have me stuck on nuanced conversation. I don't even know what that means. A nuanced conversation? <laughs> <laughs> How's that any different than a conversation? Well, a new, for me, the term nuanced conversation means paying attention to the words. That mine. I think that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a nuanced conversation to me means uh, paying attention to the words. Mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> you've really got to watch those words. Now, as far as how I feel, how I feel is my opinion. I don't think... Most of America should own guns. Most of, of America are a bunch of morons, and they shouldn't own guns. But I, that's a whole other issue. Yeah, there definitely should be stronger screening on the ability to get guns. Yeah. And the, uh, the bump stocks should not be legal. Yeah, and what got, that guy was using was not an, a semi-automatic. He was using a converted semi-automatic to go full automatic. And any, any crook... Can do that. Right. Any criminal can do that. Well, I mean, really, the problem is even if you made those particular stocks illegal, they, the criminals will still manufacture them and use them. Yeah. And still be available. Yeah, but well, let's not just throw them out there and have make them easy right, for the morons, right, right. you know. Easy. Right. Yeah. Because you know, I, I don't think the crooks are the ones we have to worry about. It's the really stupid psychopaths. It does seem to be how this guy fit. Yeah, it's, it's just stupid psychopath is essentially. And you know what? Uh, last night, I, I, I don't know if it even made it on the anchor, but right before I went to sleep, I came up with an idea or a term, and that is that these mass suicides really shouldn't even be labeled mass suicides so much as assisted suicide mass suicide meaning they kill and then kill themselves yeah because really what's going on is they just want to kill themselves right but you know they're forcing their own hand right. it's assisted suicide yeah. they're going well if i kill all these people somebody will come along and blow me away and then i'll then i'll do it myself or whatever yeah. or, you know 
But it's assisted suicide. I think a lot of this is, uh, if, if not all of it, is just assisted suicide. Mm. Suicide is legal in Washington and Oregon now, right? <laughs> I think it is. Well, that, that was somewhat of a left turn. Well, I mean, you don't have to go to all the trouble anymore. You can just do it. No, but, you know, it's assisted. I mean, you know, to get you to actually do it. You oh, know, and Yeah. Yeah, to force your hand to go, well, I now have to kill myself or somebody has to kill me because I've just done a horrible thing. Yeah. (sighs) All right. Well, yes, we should have a nuanced conversation. Let's use real language here. All right. And also, another element before I forget regarding bullets. It's, you know, guns don't kill people. Bullets kill people. So let's have non-lethal bullets for fuck's sakes. There's so many answers. All right. Integrity Radio. All right. Here's some nuance for you regarding the gun issue. Seven billion, over seven billion of us on the planet. By 2050, we're expected to reach 9.9 billion. That's ridiculous. That's almost 10 billion people by 2050. Okay, there's that stat. There's that reality. Now here's another bit of nuance. By 1998, murders by gun started decreasing. And in fact, what were you saying? Regarding- it was 1993 they reached their peak. Yeah, the murder by gun reaches peak in 1993. Right. So and if you consider that the population is rising at about 30% every, what was it, 30 years? Mm-hmm. 20 years, would you yeah. say? That's a 20-year span. So the population had risen 20 to 30%, and the violence had decreased by almost half. Yeah. Gun violence. Yeah. Within that same time span. Yes. So when you're going to have this conversation you really have to say what it is that you're trying to achieve. Because if you do nothing, then, well, more people will just simply continue to proliferate. <laughs> you don't have to do anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've said uh, in an earlier segment, if you had somebody killing 100 people a day, it would do nothing to our population boom. No, the population's growing faster than that. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, you know, and the same goes for, like, diseases like cancer, AIDS, or whatever. You know, they're just not killing us off quick enough. Mm. The diseases aren't, you know. So it's a kind of strange conundrum we have here where we have disease and we have guns. and, And then we also even have nature that's not killing us off quick enough. <laughs> so maybe these numbers might change uh, with some more natural disasters. I think, mm, I think we just need to implement some sort of population control. Like I said, birth control. Ah. I'm a proponent of only one person, <laughs> only one, only one child per person. Yeah, I, I think that should be a, uh, and I think it will be, I think in the future, You'll have your genetic testing, and you'll be deemed fit or unfit. Sounds like the show I'm watching on TV. 
It sure does, citizen. <laughs> Can I see your papers? <laughs> Let's start talking like that cartoon character again. Who is it? Cartoon character. You know, the German cartoon character that talk oh, that you always say I sound oh, like every Heimlich. time I Heimlich huh? in a bug's life. <laughs> <laughs> No, well, again, you know, the Nazis got it from the Americans. So uh, whenever anybody accuses an American of being like a, a, a Nazi, I, I always have to accuse them of not knowing their history. <laughs> All right, well, there you have it. Our point of view. And now my non-nuanced uh, rant, I will reiterate. Which is, I think most Americans are morons or idiots. They shouldn't have guns. In fact, for some reason, why is it the morons are the ones mostly with the guns? It depends on the population center where you can own and use guns. Yeah. Maybe, and, I, and I really think it should also be, you should have a gun if it's, if you could have a, like a, a handgun for protection, but if you're gonna have these long rifles, you should be living on a property where you can actually shoot them or you're actively hunting. That's there's, right. There's no that's reason, a, yeah. There's that's... no reason for people to own many of them and not be using them for any legitimate reason. That's right. I, I like that one. I forgot all about that little stipulation, and that should be implemented. Whereas it depends where you live. If you live out in the country, all right, well, then you can have some long rifles. If you live in the urban centers and stuff, shit, no. no reason for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, all right. Integrity Radio. I think racism in America has always been racism with a price tag. Yes. I think all throughout America's history, if you had the money, then you could have your freedom. You could have your freedom, but it doesn't mean all the, the uh, poor white folk aren't still talking about you. Yeah, well, you know, that, that, that poor uh, white folk talk about each other, too, so, oh, yeah. you know, I, I, I wouldn't really uh, include that. There is a serious, yeah, serious gossip problem. Yeah, but that's what we have here in America, is racism with a price tag. Hey, everybody. Z here. You're listening to Integrity Radio. I want to thank you all for listening. Remember. doesn't matter who's listening to you. What matters is that you're listening to yourself. Eventually, others will hear you.
might not be within your lifetime. Your words, your thoughts, your actions, your art will continue on. And you will be remembered. And you will be appreciated. So don't wait for other people to appreciate you. Appreciate yourself. Be the person you want to be with. Like Jimmy says, let your freak flag fly. Hi, Rich Z here. You know, I grew up in the 60s in the South, and uh, and I am of poly-Eurasian extract. In the South, that's what's known as a nigger. Well, my earliest childhood memories was being dropped off at school by my mother, and then when she left, they would then take me into a room, an empty room, where I would sit the whole day until it was time for my mother to pick me up. Of course, I had no idea what was going on. I thought that's what was supposed to happen. Now, my mother was married to a senator, and we were next-door neighbors with Elvis Presley. But still, I was segregated from the rest of the kids. Ah, the good old days. Z, what's up, brother? It's Rish. Uh, I think I'm starting to see where all this integrity comes from, my friend. Uh, you're calling about growing up in the 60s and during segregation, and uh, that's, that's some real talk, man. You know, I, uh, as much as sometimes when it seems like we haven't, you know, come that far and you feel kind of hopeless with all the, the revolutionized racism that we're seeing uh, today, um, and then you hear stories like that, it's like, well, we have made some progress. So, you know, it's important to not forget our history and our roots. And, you know, like I said, hence, hence all the integrity. So I appreciate you sharing that story. Definitely uh, keep the station locked over the next few days, at least, man. We got a lot of kind of stories like that that I think you're going to dig. So, work. Whether you're headed back to school or just wanting to pick up a new skill like a language or an instrument, learning new things is amazing. But is there a better way to learn something quickly and retain that knowledge? First step is skip the laptop. Though you might be quicker at typing, writing with pen and paper is the way to go when taking notes. Not only are there oodles of distractions online, but researchers have found that those who type process the information at a shallower level. As opposed to simply transcribing verbatim, reframing the information into your own words while writing out physically 
basically leads to better performance on tests. And to retain those notes, study, sleep, study. In a French experiment, two groups were taught the Swahili translation for 16 French words over two sessions. Group one studied in the morning, then took a break and studied again in the evening. But group two studied in the evening, slept for the night, and then resumed studying in the morning. Though there was the same amount of time between the two study sessions, the sleep group could recall 10 of the 16 words, while the no sleep group could only get seven and a half. Learning a new motor skill? Try modifying your practice slightly. A study of 86 healthy volunteers were asked to learn a computer-based motor skill over two training sessions. One group's second training session had them learn the task in a slightly altered way, while the other repeated the task with the exact same practice. Those who used two different strategies nearly doubled the speed of accuracy of the task compared to the control group. What does this look like in the real world? Say you're perfecting your tennis game, try switching between rackets with slightly different weights between sessions. However, researchers suggest you don't make the modification too big. For example, switching between tennis and badminton shows no increased success in tennis. Can't focus? Get some exercise. A study found that those who worked out for 15 minutes on a stationary bike and then completed a memory task completed the task significantly faster than the group that didn't exercise. Even a quick walk around the block can clear up your mind. Trying to memorize the electromagnetic spectrum in order of increasing frequency? Who isn't? Try a mnemonic device such as an acronym sentence like Raging Martians Invaded Venus Using X-Ray Guns. This method has been proven in several studies as a way of committing information to memory. Why? Theories suggest that adults can only hold a limited number of items in our short-term memory. By grouping items into a mnemonic, it allows your brain to hold onto larger amounts of information, which can eventually aid into the creation of long-term memories. And the weirder the sentence is, the better, as unique sentences have a higher chance of sticking than boring ones. And say it out loud. Test individuals were given a list of words where half were read silently and the other half were read out loud. When given a new list of words and asked to identify which ones they had already read previously, they were able to recall the words read out loud with significantly more frequency than those read silently. Here's a no-brainer. Make sure you're hydrated. In a study where participants fasted and abstained from fluids since the previous evening, they were asked to perform on a reaction test. One group was given 500 milliliters of water right before the test, while the other group wasn't. The group that was able to hydrate before the test obviously performed significantly better. This is because water helps improve overall mental processing and learning. And after all that hard work, give yourself a reward. One study found that reward-motivated learning, in this particular study it was monetary compensation, led to increased memory formation, and this effect even increased when the reward was of higher value. This finding highlights how reward motivation promotes memory formation via the release of feel-good neurotransmitter dopamine in the hippocampus prior to learning.